Peace. Well, Owatonna football fans, we're finally here. Episode number two of the Owatonna football podcast season preview. It's been teased. It's been promised. I am, what do they call me now? John Wisebrook. I was the artist formerly known as OPP John, and as promised, with me for, and I, I said it before, I tease it, we're not going to leave any stone unturned for this season preview, Owatonna Live's Dan Wisebrook. I think you're one of the uh, people in this community that is excited to get this season going as I am. Yeah, John, to be completely honest with you, I have no idea who the Vikings start off <laughs> with, but I do know who Owatonna starts off with. It's against Mayo. And, uh, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched for it. And if you ask me anything about NFL football, I have no idea. But Owatonna football, I know who they have. I've got yeah. sheets printed off. I've got numerous things uh, learning about the team. You've and, got your uh, Mountain Dew. I've got the Mountain Dew ready. Yep. And we're, we're a little bit different here. We're, we are on location we're not in the man cave like before. We're not. So if you're getting the mic a little bit of echo in it, we're kind of just huddling, literally slaving over a microphone here, huddled around it. We'll be fine. People are here to listen, to hear about the Owatonna football team. If it sounds a little echoey, I think they'll forgive us. But, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. But again, yeah, we were not in the man cave like we were last year for that season-ending one. But we are at your place. And I, I wanted to, you know, we'll get into all that, but there's a couple things I wanted to get off right at the top, because people are, are listening right now. This year, Owatonna Live, who is your employer for the football season, there's going to be some changes in terms of who's doing the game. And also, this is kind of neat, they're partnering with KOWZ, COWS, a simulcast. So if you're on Owatonna Live, you can go to the radio. People know KOWZ. They can find it on their radio dial. And Owatonna Live is going to be simulcasting the games the voice of Owatonna, big free agent pickup by Owatonna Live. Roy is going to come over to Owatonna Live. He's going to be doing play-by-play with Dan. KOWZ is 100.9. So if you're driving around, that's who you're going to want to listen to. Also, I'll let you kind of talk really about the season in terms of just being able to work with Roy. But I'll be on for pregame. Every game we've kind of thought that's what I'll do and then halftime as well. So coverage this upcoming season, just to put a little bow on it, Owatonna Live now is partnering with KOWZ Cows. You're going to do the color commentator. Our man Roy is doing play-by-play, and yeah. I'll be there for pregame and halftime. Yeah, John, the main man Roy is going to be there, the godfather, <laughs> uh, the Hall of Famer. He is. He's going to be there, and, and boy, uh, he was working today at the fair. I was helping out, and boy, he was working, hustling around, doing everything. John, I do want to say something, though. That is uh, an incredible honor to work with him. Yeah, unbelievable voice. But uh, Great talk guy. about the inside access we yeah. have with you. I mean, I, all I have to do is tech. John, get up here. We, we, we need some information. I mean, boy, we, yeah, we've we got the back pocket to getting you. You, know, you have so much information on the team and whatnot. So, uh, boy, what a great partnership and just everything's really coming together. And, and it's mm-hmm. three people, three people, and obviously everybody else, but three people that really enjoy high school football and, and uh I think you're absolutely right that between Roy, I mean, Roy's got 31 years. I've got 10 years. This will be my 10th year covering the team. Roy's got the 31 years. So that's 40 years there. You've been here now. This is your third year. I think we all bring a pretty good perspective to the team. I think we kind of all see the game differently from you got a play-by-play guy has to analyze a color commentator. And then myself who kind of has to dive in with everything in terms of writing. 
which is a great kind of dovetail into it. I wanted to get all this stuff. OatanaFootball.com. Not a lot is going to change in terms of the coverage because it w- went so well last year. But I, it's just a reminder that upcoming coverage, okay, weeks, because believe it or not, we are 14 days from when we're recording yeah, I this can't wait. To, to game, you know, first I, game of the year. Right? I can't wait. But the coverage every week is going to feature senior profiles. I just got done talking to the captains. They'll be the first four weeks. Trevor Shermer is going to be your first profile there. That's the Q&A. That'll be during the week. Also, the game notes, which is a preview, is going to go online during the week. Different format there, a little crisper. I'm going to use logos and helmets. A lot easier to read. Same amount of space, one page, but more information. I think I just kind of buttoned it up a little bit. You know, uh, year one, you see what works. Now year two, just kind of raising the bar. There'll be the memories and moments during the week. And then also the game notes, don't forget, those are going to be in the program's home games. You know, I talked to Coach Williams after every game. And by midnight-ish, sometimes a little later last year, depending on it, you'll have your full recap and stats. Uh, so that's the coverage. I mean, I already had one up there if you haven't looked at it yet. Chronicling a champion and preparing for the firsts of first of many lasts. This is the last season at the current OHS football stadium, that's which what, is kind of crazy to think And about. that's what I was uh, going to allude to. Uh, I'm going to give a – it says week one will mark the final season, and I'm not going to say any more. I've already read this through. I'm, I'm now doing what Roy does. He prints off yeah. your articles Control like this. So, yeah, I, so I'm doing me. right now what Roy does. So, <laughs> So following in the footsteps of a Hall of Famer right yeah, there. Yeah, wait, you could do a lot worse. <laughs> no, yeah, he's the, he's the man. Basically right now, uh, set the, send the bat signal out there. Go to owatanafootball.com regularly coming up, moving forward, because there's just going to be content thrown at you. What I said, punting paywalls. It's all free, right? Just go on there. This is for the community to, to absorb, to just kind of soak it in, and you don't have to worry about a subscription, whatever. Things are filed under the news tab at OatanaFootball.com if you want some of the older articles. Gary Walter is going to provide photos again. I was His say photos something. are on there. Gary Walter is an amazing, unbelievable. Uh, uh, he has so many wonderful pictures from last year, and uh, I don't know the man. I believe he was working at one volleyball game, and I try not to get in a shot, but he has unbelievable photos. He's great. There was a photo of uh, it was a rainy day. It was the Cassin game last yeah, year. Yeah, unbelievable. He had the. Rain coming down, hitting the helmet. It was an unbelievable photo. So and he had yeah, the game-winning kick too, yeah, and the so game-winning cool. catch. He is a really good it's, photographer. Isn't that something? You know, honestly, I I like to do my own photos just because it's fun. But that casting game, I said, Gary, could you just you know, could you take some photos for me? He goes, of course. I'm surprised you haven't asked before. Yeah, he loves doing it. I had photos by 10:30 that night, and guess what? I got the game-winning kick. I got. He had every important play from the game. He sent me. A shot of so as he snapped everything, and this is all on OatanaFootball.com. Yes, okay, and, and you're gonna have, I believe, that album in there too. Go right to the front of OatanaFootball.com. It's all there. Gary yeah. Walters' photos. There's a <clears throat> excuse me, a link to his website where right. he, he files his yeah. photos. So the particulars are out of the way, and and we're recording on what is it, the 19th of August. We're 14 days shy. I think it's a good sweet spot. To record this, a lot of preseason happenings. I've been at two or three practices already. Picture day is done. But again, this is installment number two. Installment number one is Apple Podcasts. I do want to say this. I had to start a new feed for the Owatonna Football Podcast that you're listening to right now. The old feed, I've heard of this happening before, just disappeared. From all, what I know, there was no copyright issues. I have no idea what happened. I had a lot of followers on there, and I don't know what Apple did with it. So maybe it's on me that I'm going back with them again. But 
If you are looking on Apple Podcasts, tell your friends. Look for the one that says Season 2 on it. I don't think even think you can find the old feed. The first one is on there is what I'm trying to get at, where I interviewed the captains. I've got you know excerpts from those interviews. I kind of talked about some early uh, reactions to practice and just a few other things. And as I promised in that one, this one is going to be much, much longer, much more in-depth. So we do thank you now. This is going to be a long episode, but I think if you stick with us, you're going to be excited, and this is just going to kind of pump everybody yeah, up. you're going to get psyched. You're going to yes, get excited. Like you're are. going to get information, yeah. um, and, and it's local. You know what I mean? You don't have that anywhere no. anywhere around here, and that's so cool. The, the meat of it is going to – we're going to go through three storylines apiece. I think that's going to have a nice broad strokes on the season. Three storylines apiece that we kind of think are important during the preseason or that the coaching staff is probably on the – top of their mind of what they want to concentrate on before the season. We both kind of dug deep into that. So we both came up with three storylines, just basically a way to dive into the team. Then we're going to go game by game. We're not going to predict the final score per se, but we'll just go through each of the opponents and we're not going to spend 10 minutes on every one, but kind of show you how the schedule's laid out. And then towards the end, we'll talk about this when we get to it as well. We're going to do a record draft, I'm calling it. So we're going to flip a coin. Let's say John wins the toss. All right, I get to pick first. It's just a two-person snake draft, probably the first in the history of the world. But I'd pick first, and I'd say, I think Otani's going to go 8-0. All right, so then 8-0. That's my record. It's like drafting a player. 8-0 is my record. Dan gets to pick second and then third because it's a snake, right? Okay, he thinks they're going to go 6-2, and two, but then that's his record. So then ultimately... When the season is done, ten weeks from now, we can look back and whoever gets it can get either you know a pat on the back it, or a moment. When the when the season's done, yeah, in the I was going to call it the Metrodome. I don't know what U.S. US Bank, Bank Stadium. Stadium. When yeah. it's done there, and the state championship yeah. matter is on the way to Jeff's We're house. Gonna, I'm assuming it goes to Jeff's house. It does. It, it probably does. But anyway, when it's when it's at his house and he's getting it ready to put up uh, at the new school, I would assume. But he'll figure all that out. Don't worry. We'll, we'll have another podcast and we'll talk about that. Boy, that's exactly. going to be fun. I've already got that, that penciled out. <laughs> so basically what it is is I put on here, out here, I assume they're not going to go 1-7 and seven and 0-8. Oh and eight. So those records are not eligible to draft. But if you have, you know, I don't know, Dan and I can figure it out, the winner of this little record prediction draft, what should the prize be? I Maybe a Kit-Kat bar. Kit-Kat bar. That's what it is. Kit-Kat it is. Or if you have any uh, other suggestions, uh, Let me know. hit John up. Yeah, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, we're also going to go through some of the... Uh, players that were since gone have graduated and who are going to be the individuals that we think are going to replace them just straight up in the lineup and then go through some of our breakout players but Dan I think now we just can slide right into it I think this is the kind of the perfect way like I said to just really get all angles of the team and it, it's at this point in the year where there's so much mystery. There's so much energy and positivity. You go to picture day, it's the best day of the year. Nobody's gotten injured yet. The uniforms are clean. Uh, they haven't lost a game yet. This is all conjecture and projection, right? Uh, anything I say or Dan says, that's our prediction. Or not, should I say, Jeff Williams is not texting me the lineup no. to tell you guys, right? That, or should that, I say Drew Henson has a leg up on the competition? Hey, hey wow. We can promise this, though. He's going to start a kicker. Yeah, I can promise you that one. We, we can maybe pencil that you in right now in, if you've yeah. got a little thing. You can just pencil it in. <laughs> a permanent marker, I think. Yeah, it's permanent marker. Permanent marker, that, that one's good. But Dan, what do you think is one of the biggest narratives, I guess, for the Huskies heading into the new year? You know, I'm I'm thinking defense right now. I yeah. want to see how the defense comes out. Offensively, you're losing some guys, but we can go into that, you know, at a different time. Yeah. But defense, uh, you relied on a lot of people last year that are gone, mm-hmm. and they did a really nice job 
we were talking about Caleb Variety, you know, how mm-hmm. fast he was. And he, he wasn't necessarily involved in a tackle, but he was just so fast. And well, he was cre- second he on crea- a team well, in tackles, yeah. You know, I'm talking about just uh, creating a bottleneck situation. Mm-hmm. You're losing Glassmaker, mm-hmm. you know, that end. And I, I really like Glassmaker. You do have a really good coordinator at defense, though, so uh, you don't have to worry about that. He seems to make it work, doesn't Yeah, he, he seems yeah. to be uh, pretty good at his job, and that's <laughs> Octokirk. I mean, he knows his defense, yeah. and he's, he's really good. So, you know, I think they're really good at putting people where they're going to succeed, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, linebacking core is going to be a kind of a question mark, right? I, I agree, and the thing is with the system is it's plug and play. Right. It, its power is in its simplicity, okay? It's a 3-4 man-to-man at all levels. So you've got a turnover, attrition every year. You're constantly plugging new guys in. You don't want to have an overly complex defense that has to be hammered in and just spend right. three weeks to learn. Right. And I'm not saying that Mark Octokirk's defense doesn't have complexities that can fool teams. What I'm saying is that he has found success with something that works with so much turnover, and he's churning out some of the best he, defenses in the whole state. It is just aggressive. They blitz with their linebackers. Those guys up front, you're not going to see the D-line with a bunch of sacks. Gobble up blockers and then just lock those guys on an island out on the cornerbacks. The best athletes on Owatonna's team are those cornerbacks. So you're saying that defense, I think you're right. I think a lot of times that is one of the more consistent things in Owatonna. That defense is a backbone. Who are going to be the guys to to step up? Because, you know, Variety, he set the edge. He was that strong corner. But you're right. I think defense is a big thing coming into this year. And and you brought it up and you said this, uh, Sikora. Yeah, linebacker. Mitch um, Sikora could be a Mitch, big uh, deal. You know, we watched him play. And then, obviously, Kretlow. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. I, I think I put it, I was either talking with someone about it or put it in an article that Otanis defense is the good ones, the great ones have two linebackers. Right, and they right? already have. And you're saying that they have two or three more that could rotate in. Well, uh, Grems is going to play running back. Let's just get yeah, that out yeah, here right and now. He's, Gremsey and, is gonna, he's, he's going to carry the rock. I don't think they're going to put him both ways just because issues that I'll get into here in just a minute, depth at running back. But I think Mitch Sikora uh, is a kid that maybe was ready as a sophomore to contribute last year, but didn't need to. Uh, he's just that good. He did get into the game at running back a little bit, but I do you and I that, mentioned yeah. him in the summer. He's, he's bigger than he's con- – last year he played with, you know, on baseball at least, he played with kids that are bigger than him. But you put him up with kids that are his grade level. He's, and that's he's a, a strong, point. strong kid. I think he could be – projecting a great because drew said it the other day in the interview i need somebody next to me the thing about sakura too is he's so quick mm-hmm. on his feet too and we've seen that in you know he's playing shortstop a little bit he's playing third and i'm just referencing baseball right yeah, now because I, I haven't seen him a lot during football but just his athletics the way he plays i mean he's just he'd make a good outside line he really would and he also a ground ball he's hustling down that line he's quick too his brother was so, a good outside linebacker all and there you go so, yeah so i mean that same i'm not trying to say sakura is the main Kretlow, we love him, and this kid over here, you've... Justin Gleason. Gleason, you know, these are just from John. Strong, I've got them on my notes right here. (laughs) Big, tall, fast, strong, he's a... That that sums it up. I mean, right there, and and you talked about his track season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unbelievable track athlete. State champion in the long jump, and from what I understand, he had a faster 40 time than Connor Grimms. Unbelievable. And he's 6'3", 205 pounds. So 6'3", I mean... Yeah, he's a big, strong kid. He missed last year, for those who don't know, the broken leg broke his leg playing basketball last year, 
came back in the spring and won the state championship in the long jump. Just recently, again, this is August 19th, clocked the fastest 40 time on the team. And he's a tall 6'3". He looks almost like 6'4", because he's filled out. And they put him in pads, too. And they put him in pads. He's going to be wearing number 15 out there. He could be a big part of that defense. It could be at strong corner, but he looks like a defensive end. But that's what he played in B-Squad, and that's where they're repping him right now is that strong cornerback. And, you know, he's just another one of those X-Factors that it's going to be tough to keep him off the field. He was a kid that went down last year. And my first big point, if you were to ask the offensive coaches before the year, on or off the record, they would say, we got our guy. We got Connor Grems can be as good as anybody in this league running the ball. They found out last year what an injury can do to just detonate the whole the whole deal. It messes everything up. you know. And this isn't rocket science. I think one of their major goals during this preseason is to build depth behind Connor Grems and maybe go with kind of an 80-20 split. I think in an ideal world, just because of the depth right now, you don't want him 35 times a game. No, probably not that many yeah. touches. I mean, I was doing that the other day in my head thinking, boy, how many touches is he going to get? Yeah. Because within the red zone, what, from the five, he'll, he'll pound it in yeah. any time. And he's fast. And he's, and he's strong. Quick, and yeah. And he has the ability to break open some plays. So if he can get some ripoff runs. He can and then, finish. You know, finish them. In the end zone. And then yeah. maybe get that lead, and then he'll, he'll be uh, over on the bench, mm-hmm. resting, drinking the Gatorade. Exactly. And uh, you find somebody else behind him. And you just you just never know, though. It, you know, you really feel bad because, remember, Octokirk went down last year mm-hmm. and Grimsey. Mm-hmm. And uh, you yeah. just – But and then when was – gla- Yeah. And it was just like Jeff was just piecing together <sighs> things. You just hope that – Injuries don't plague. Nothing happens. Something you know, weird, you know, could happen, but we just don't want that to so happen. They were so snake bitten with injuries last year. There's no way to. Trevor Shermer, by the way, if you don't know, their all district defensive lineman, offensive lineman is out. I'll get into that in a little bit. Out for the season, torn ACL playing basketball. But yeah, I think the lesson, you know, and that's the thing, a lesson learned. Well, they all knew how much injuries could could hurt you, but. The second guy I would say on the depth chart right now is Mitch Sikora at running back. Well, they need him at linebacker, right? right? Which is why I fully believe Connor Grimes won't play defense anymore. And, and let's make it clear here. There is a there is a reality in which Connor Grimes is, gets 25 carries a game, and I truly believe just talent-wise he is as good as any running back in the district. Yeah. He could be all district if, if everything falls into line. That's... In fact, I think the only thing that kept him from doing that last year was injuries. Right. I think he would have been right up there with some of his classmates and Vic and Shermer being those guys, junior all-district players. He just was kind of just a false start to his season. You know, Connor got injured, and then he kind of came back, and he wasn't full kind of, strength. Yeah, kind of yeah. 75, and you could tell yes. that some sometimes, you know, late in the ball game, it would just something, yeah. whatever it was, he, never he t- wasn't 100%. Well, if you think about it, last year, Owatonna was planning on doing a split of some kind between Mays and Grems. Grems was made all-state all at running back preseason. It is what it is, but that shows the reputation he has. Then he rolls his ankle in, in the late first quarter of the was first game. Was that against game. Mayo? Yeah, first I remember game. that. Yeah. yeah, Early, too. And it was, and yeah. he carried the ball three times for four yards, and then the rest of the year he had ten more carries. Even in that first game against Mayo, quarterback position hadn't been kind of figured out. Things were just – they were there, but you just didn't know. And yeah, there, there were so before, many missing pieces. So many things, and you just – now I feel like coming into his senior year, Grems, you know, things are in place right yes. now. Does that make sense? Exactly. And, there was and Mays he doesn't in front have to worry him. about yeah. yeah. Regardless of how well he did last year, he would have had to share with Mays. Right. Now, and, and Jerry Agramont said this. I don't remember where we were. He said, Connor's ready. Yeah. He's ready for that rock. He wants to carry the rock. It's not a uh, issue of him desiring to be the running back one. It's just a matter of, okay, 
coaches, we've got to build that depth, and they know that because a he's going to need some rest, and b you know injuries happen. Yeah, and, and we saw injuries. The yeah. thing about uh, Grimm's too. One more thing. He's got good hands out of the backfield, too, on the, some of those passes and, and whatnot. It only happened a couple of times, but, you know, maybe a couple of bubble screens. Yeah, you get him in never space. Know. Just get, get him in space. space. He's so yeah. quick. He's, He's so fast athletic. And strong. And a lot of uh, really good pulling guards and athletic guards, Ethan too. Anderson, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, bubble screen. I mean, there was ripoff runs where he yeah. had 25, 30 at some point. Then also get him within, what, the 10. He's a bowling he, he would, Yeah, and he would really just, yeah. just bash it in. Well, and he's one of those guys. Dylan Mays was good at it last year too just look at the mayo game in the playoff he Dylan, finishes in the end zone he has the speed tanner hall got loved him as a running back quick and everything just didn't have that burst at that the vision end almost too. He, had good, he had the good vision in it, but he just uh, didn't have that breakaway speed you're like right connor grims has and, and and dylan mays had it too mays had it and mays it took a well four or it, five it took games. a while for it him did. to get going and uh all of a sudden dylan mays figured out how to take hits and he yeah. could he could gain yeah. yardage after hits exactly, and that's what was so key. Even going through the tackles, you know, going up the middle, he figured something out. And he so stopped Dylan dancing. Mays, he I did, think, yeah. and that's that's the thing. I think he just accepted his blocks and just went with yeah. it. That's the thing. Owatani uses gap blocking, hand zone blocking, and it's not easy. It takes everybody a long time to get that figured and out. Then, I've always said this: a great offensive line can elevate a running back. A running back cannot. Elevate an offensive right, line, and right? that's so true. So, but yeah, I mean, I think that pretty much says it right there. Uh, Dan, what is your second? We kind of both alluded to that. Yeah, my second point is uh, sophomores going into their yeah. junior year, and I didn't. That's that's, why, that's why I didn't want to say Bayer. I didn't want to talk about him too Byer much during and Ginsky that. Ginsky and Hall Peter and Hall and, and what, what did I call him? Hall Popper. I looked down and <laughs> I called him Hall Popper, and uh, that's he, the only I, mistake you made all year, though. No, I made many. Um, <laughs> He's got good hands, oh. and he was a, he's going into his junior year, right? Yep. Am I correct? He is. And then you've just got the one year of kind of just figuring things out. Mm-hmm. You know, Ginsky thrown in a situation where, hey, figure it out, and uh, he just opened up the playbook a little bit more his junior year, and things could get really interesting. He's got an excellent arm. Um, he throws a great ball. Everything's yeah. a spiral. He really did, yeah. even even at last year. And not to say he didn't have an excellent – See, well, he, he was putting a tough spot. He, he was in a competition tough situation. Was elevated. Right. It became really uh, yeah. hard. Yeah, try to figure it out on the fly. Well, have you ever tried to do that? It's tough to just well, be a basic human being and figure it out. Well, you have guys coming at you, and he's growing in the offseason. Right. I'm going to get into Ginsky here, but Say, the sophomores: Torin Smith, Jacob Ginsky, Holla Peters, another one, and Bayer. Th- those are kind of the core and Sakura. Those are the sophomores from last year. They're now going to be juniors. I think what you're trying to say is, I, what, where's their development? Because I think that's the biggest jump. And that's you, and, and that's junior. exactly what I was I wanted to say. Just I'm going to re- reference baseball because that's the last time I saw Bayer. He's mm-hmm. even quicker than I yeah, thought he was. Everyone last got year. bigger in the offseason. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. And just the way that he could uh, read a defense and then knock down balls. I mean, we're watching the highlights, yeah, the highlights in the background. The way, okay. From last season is on Dan's monitor or TV here. Often, what we call this, the office room. Yeah. Well, that was a really good idea. Yeah, we have that excited. on the back. It, it's got us. We've got the blood flowing. Things are we're excited. <laughs> well, it took us about an hour to try to figure out these microphones things, and then finally, I think we just said we just got to start. It was hit, the f- hit record. Right. It was the <laughs> first play of uh, Mayo got within what the fifteen would you say, and then they tried to to get it in, and Bayer. That was his first game. First game. game. Yeah. First quarter. First quarter. Yeah. yeah. Knocks so- down a pass, and we just watch it. And what was it? The fourth or fifth game? You and I both said. They're not even going to go over no. his way. I oh, well, on the other side, you got Vic, too. Now what are you going to do? You've got two really good... Well, then you can have Justin Gleason <laughs> right, in got there. Gleason, and, I mean... And, <laughs> and you've got Wellnet. So he's a senior, but... 
and so is Gleason. But staying to the point, Buyer naturally teams went at him last year. They Why were, wouldn't they're you? Picking He's a sophomore, number eighty-one. That's kind of weird, right? He's going to wear number one, by the way. Oh yeah, really good on him the other day. Yeah, no more eighty-one. I think. He had to wear that because, well, sir, this is all we've got left for you, kid. And that's like, fine. That's, that's respect. You're a sophomore, exactly. That's respect, and he it's wore it. Order. He wore it, and uh, <laughs> he, he wore it really and, well. And the thing is, I was surprised that he didn't make all district. He was, he was their best corner. He was. Back. Well, I, I mean, I, Vic, Vic was Vic. I mean, he was all district, and he kind of deserved that for so many reasons. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is this. Bayer was the pure coverage guy. Vic could help out in the help out in the run. He would set the edge. He would put That's his nose in the That's actually a really great point. He and, would. He would yeah. be involved in a lot of things. Bayer's not that guy. And he ba- is just going to blanket the guy on the outside. Right. And there was some games last year where their best receiver, Bayer was on him, yeah. and he was just shutting him down he all was. day. I believe the Northfield game was when Bayer really, something clicked. Middle of the things year. Things happened. I th- but the thing is, the stat sheet's not going to show up success for him because a successful play means the ball didn't even come to right. his side. Right, and, and that's you the know? whole thing. And so he, I think he had one or two interceptions last year, um, but that's that doesn't tell the whole story. No, we well, literally sat together. He was together. picked on in the beginning of the year, and, and he was... To the point where they're throwing at him, throwing at him, he just kept stepping Knock up him down. to to the point where then other teams adjusted and said, "Well, we can't keep going no, at anyone." No, we can't throw at this sophomore. You know, kid. and obviously he gave up plays. Everyone gives up plays every now and then. He wasn't perfect, but I'm telling you, the expectations for him and all these—I I keep calling them sophomores, incoming juniors—is going to be leveled up. And I do want to say one name that Torrance Smith. He wore number 66 last year. He's changing his number. It's 50 this year. He could be, he's six foot, he's one of a bunch of guys, if you listen to the last podcast, that just added muscle. He was going to probably be sort of a defensive guy this year, but now might have to help out with some issues on the offensive line with depth, which I'll get into. But Torrance Smith is another kid, junior, that should start right away. So it's Smith, Hullapeter, Ginsky, Beyer, and Sakura. Those are the five incoming juniors, Those I are think, the ones. to keep your... And Grant Lauer, excuse me, I don't know how we forgot Grant Lauer. Another one to keep your eyes on. Because the yeah. big guy, by the way, and lost Grant, 20 pounds and, and looked a lot better, 6'3", 270. And last year, he came in in some he did. position, you know, he, he critical came in plays. And, and he did a with really the nice job. Yeah, and I remember looking down at the sideline during one game, and he was really, the coach was, uh, I don't it was remember. It was, my, I have a picture. It was Mark Weiss. And I, he, Mark was just working with him, and you could tell he was really, accepting what he was saying. Mm-hmm. So, and I do not know this Grant Lauer at all, but you could just tell that he really was absorbing what Mark was saying, and he was it was a technique issue. Yeah, absolutely. And you could tell that he was, you know, working on it, and he probably it, has been working on it ever since. <laughs> if, if you think about it, he got to practice with the varsity all last year. What a because when advantage. you're 6'4", 6'3", kids like that don't grow on trees, all right? So the, the staff said, let's see what we've got in this kid. Why Threw not? him out there, game time, it was more of an internship, an apprenticeship, right? I think he played in four games. Now entering his off season, he has a whole new perspective and loses twenty pounds. Yeah. I didn't even recognize him the other day. Right. He just—he's still got the. He still looks like your high school football left tackle, just what you want. But he's got more strength with less weight. He's still grown into his body. Remember, he's sixteen years old. We have to also remember, yeah, he's sixteen years old. <laughs> and he's we got two more years to grow. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to Look catch him in, a, in an alley. No. <laughs> I mean, but I'm just—I think of anything else. The fact that he and a bunch of other guys, now they put themselves in position by saying, hey, coach, guess what? I got myself in the weight room. I've dedicated myself in this entire offseason 
This is how much I want it. So that's going to open a door for them. Now it's up to them to walk through it. Grant has to, Lauer has to prove he's ready to play, and time will tell. I think he is. You know, I, he's already repping with the ones, but he's got to earn it because one of the guys that he's going to have to replace, Trevor Shermer, out for the year. Now, I don't want to belabor this too much, but when you have a guy like Shermer, who was all district honorable mention last year, when you lose him, A, you lose a starting offensive tackle and a starting defensive tackle, which is why the coaching staff traditionally, they don't like to use two-way players because of that. Second of all, uh, he tore his ACL in June. By the way, recovery is going well. He's going to be good for track. But they were expecting him to be a core. He's a captain, one of the captains of this team. Stay tuned. He's going to have his Q&A profile first week. So that kind of messes things up. That throws your whole momentum off with just kind of messes up the whole class. It just everything kind of gets out of order. And now a lot of reorganizing has to be done. It's kind of rhetorical. Who is going to pick up on the offensive side and the defensive side for Trevor Shermer, who was an impact player? Something about him, uh, John, that we talked about uh, not or off, uh, off the... Off the air? Air. Off the mic? His football IQ is yeah. real, was really he's, high. He's a smart and, kid. Yeah, he, he's I, I, really, honestly. Yeah. And he kind of is that Mr. Reliable. Yeah. He's always there. He's just a staple, right? Yeah. That's what I thought about him last year. Mm-hmm. And he, I just remember thinking, boy, he just doesn't need much guidance. He knows no, what's going you're right. on. You're he has an right. IQ that was just unbelievable. And I think I looked over at, uh, during one of the games, thinking, boy, he. To Brad and I said, boy, he really knows what's going on, and he's just so he had great footwork too. So, getting to talk to him extensively the for the first time the other day, he he's a kid that when you ask him a question, he processes it and he, and he gives you an answer, and he doesn't right? just he, spit out exactly. something right away. He thinks about it exactly, yeah. processes, it, and that's how he plays football. Smart kid, and all the captains, honestly, four of the best interviews I've had. By the way, let's go. Gonna, through, why don't you go through the captains? Right Mike Alstead, okay. starting center. Drew Kretlow, starting middle linebacker. Trevor Shermer, we know his story. And then Cullen Vick. So those are your four. Yeah, I like them. And all of them, they're great. What if great I didn't like them? What, 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 what would, would you say? I do? What what would would I, where would I go if I didn't like them? I mean, <laughs> would you really say if yeah, you were? Yeah. Well, what are they going to do? <laughs> That's the thing, Dan. Over the years, there's been some players that you cover that you prefer more than others, we'll just say. And it's like, it's high school. I'm never going to type ever that I think this kid should lose a job. Right. But I genuinely know that those are, like I said, and you'll get to know more this year, these kids, for the best interviews I, well, I've ever had with captains at Picture Day, and I do that every year, it was refreshing talking to those guys. And I can't wait for you guys to read every single one of those profiles. There is a story behind everything with those kids. And it was fun. And Micah Allstead, uh, last yes. year, he was just so many different places yes. in the Mayo game. Did an excellent job at center. Yep. I, I mean, remember he was kind of just thrown all around? He I was mean, a guard and center, all, and he, he did start every game. he figured game, it out. He, yeah. I mean, he figured it out, and I really liked him. And he's another one of those guys. He's, he'll be there. He'll be consistent. And he put on weight in the offseason, yeah, too. And yeah, you, and you know him a little bit more than I do, but just from watching last year, he played the center game against Mayo, and I think he did a darn good job. He's the kid that is comes into high school, 185-pound freshman, and just has three years of seasoning. And by the time he's a senior, he's going to make all district this year. Oh, yeah. He is a smart, likable, 
and he thinks well on his feet. He's just a really smart. And you can kid. tell that last and year. And he's a center, so he has to diagnose the the defense. And you can't just throw anyone out there. He's lefty, by the way, so you'll know the difference between him or Dawson Risser. Which one oh, there you go. Yeah, but again, four captains pretty much happens every year. You interview him or you talk to him. And say, okay, now I know why you're a captain. Uh, they take pride in it. You know, I'm not just trying to plug the stories. There's some really cool things that these captains had to say the yeah, other day. Yeah, don't give too much away right no, now. I'm not sure, don't but give again, too many stories right, away right now. We've got people out there listening that uh, may uh, snipe them. Might snipe them or scoop. Yeah, but again, just buttoning up my point here, long story longer, and then we'll get to your third point, just who's going to who's gonna be the two players, this is what it's going to be, to uh, take over for Shermer's you know, spots since he's gone. Right, and you know what? My third point, I want to... Yep. Wide receiver. Yeah. Nick Williams, right? Uh-huh. He was that guy. I, I just remember this catch against Cass in Manorville. It was pouring rain, and it set up that field goal. Game winner. Who are you going to have now? You know what I mean? Like I, It's have, just that... Uh, there's a lot of... Good news is there's a lot of kids to choose from. Okay, so Aiden Walter's the only one who's the proven asset, but he's, he is going to play in the slot. Yeah, and he's you, I gonna, like him there, too. Oh, he's perfect for I that. like him there. Just Put him in space. He's like a running back, yeah. basically. He's yeah. so athletic. So quick, too. Yes. And I'm going to reference this that he played a lot of shortstop, and yeah. he covers a lot of ground. He yeah. went all the way to, into left field and made a backwards catch, and baseball's on my mind, and it's fresh. Well, that's and fine. Right now. All these, but he is so athletes. athletic and so quick. But he's and perfect he, for that slot right, position. He's that, not going to be the guy out wide like Peyton Byron, no, like yeah. Nick Williams, like Ty Sullivan. Yeah. Right. So there's guys that fit the mold. I think the name we've said, Caleb Hullapeter, he is a kid that I think the coaching staff, whether it's this year or next year, can be that guy. Yeah. He goes up, he gets the ball. He's not going to outrun you. He's a little faster than Nick Williams. He's not slow. But man, he can go get the ball. We saw him get his first career touchdown. He got that out of the way. So I think he could be the guy. Carter Johnson is, is in that mix. Justin Gleason could play a little tight end, stretch the field. But yeah, I, I think finding that guy to be the, the top target for Ginsky deep, his safety blanket is key because he knows what he's getting in Naden Walter. He's getting Mr. Reliable 25 catches or whatever it was, 20, 25 catches last year, four touchdowns. He fits that mold perfectly, but he's also, you're not going to ask him to go out, out wide and, and catch jump balls. No, but you know what I wanted to bring up uh, again with Hollipeter? A great route runner. Yeah. I, I he, picked up yeah. on that last year, and that's what set up that uh, touchdown. Ginsky to what I messed up the name. Holla Popper. No, great route runner. Yeah. Like you said, he a little taller now this year, too. Yep. Whereas, so, he has uh, a different number as well. Where's number eight? Oh, great, and I just got used to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just yeah, gets I, the zero, so it's just okay, eight Okay, so zero. perfect. Yeah. I, I believe me the other day, I said, like, who the heck is eight? Yeah. And they had his helmet off. I'm like, that's, that's got to be, it is Hall of Peter. But, but no, the thing is, they changed digits. They all went smaller numbers. And you, I like the and smaller look, number, too. I do, too, but it makes me think, well, they lost weight. But no, it's just right, no, carrying it's a, less digits. Yeah, it's, it's a, a mental thing. Yeah, mental thing where you're just like, huh. But yeah. Caleb Hollipeter, I think, could be the guy. In- Who's going to go over the middle and make that catch? Walter's I'm going to go with Walter middle, right yeah. there. He's going to make that catch. He'll pick up the 30 yards on a little, what, screen dump pass. or something yeah. like that. That wide receiver screen. Yeah. And he's physical. I think Walter is going to lead them in receptions just because the nature of his experience and his skill and his position. Jeff loves to use that position basically is another running back on the field those screen passes that they throw to that are basically handoffs right that's what i was gonna say ginsky a couple uh you know get him get him comfortable in the in the pocket oh yeah then you got grems behind he's gonna get a couple (laughs) there and then all of a sudden you you can go across the middle with uh who knows 
Carter Johnson's another. Walter, he's got a good build. Wally and, and Hollow deep. I mean, yeah. you've just got. In my opinion, you've got so many. And Vic too. Yeah, he can play a lot. And John, you've got so he's many options as... there and setup plays. Right. I mean, yeah. just I just keep thinking about it in my mind. What are you going to do? Who but are you going to cover? You've, you've got the options, but they're unproven as a yeah. number one guy. And that's true. And that's and true. I think Vic could be that, but his responsibilities on defense are. Jeff will tell you that if we've got a kid that is. They're going to lean and put him on defense. Right. And, the, and, you know, Vic is going to play offense maybe early in the year or and against Oton's best. Player. Right. I mean, he had eight or nine catches last year, and, and he well, has well, all the skill to be a good, great wide receiver. But, again, he's a natural and just so good at, you know, playing defense. And I'm going to go back to to basketball with Vic. Yeah, he When he comes basketball. in, he's the spark plug yeah. in basketball, and I really, really like him. And he also brings that to the football field. We've, you know, oh, yeah. we've seen him. But I'm just going to go back to – it was one game. He, I think he slapped the floor defensively, and he picked up a pass. And probably what four seconds he yeah. was down for a layup. It's like a football I mean, that's mentality. that guy right yeah. there. He just was ready for to play defense, and he's just so focused. And I, I really, really like Vic a lot. Another great kid. Yeah. By the way, just yeah, I think so many different uh, options. options. There is I mean, options. And Carter Johnson was out there. He had four or five catches last year. He's not very. Big in terms of muscular, tall, tall, Tall They like his his length, and he's another track kid who was just amazing. Yeah, and that's that's where the setup throws can be uh, pretty dangerous. You just never know. So yeah, great point. Those three points, Dan. What were they? Were basically defense. uh, How's that going to look this year with all the holes? Those incoming juniors, and then uh, the wide receiver question. Uh, My two have been building depth behind Grems. Finding replacements for Shermer. And then my last point, uh, and I'll just say two words, Jacob Ginsky. Okay, he's QB1. I think you need to look no further than where he is right now compared to where he was 365 days ago. It wasn't even on the varsity. Right? Wasn't yeah. even, he was had a white jersey, we call it. He was with the B-Squad. Right. He was with Melch? <laughs> he was with Melch, so he didn't mess him up too bad. Right, no, not but at I, all. But he came in, for people who don't know, Owatonna lost their number one QB in the preseason to a broken hand. Grant Octokirk lost their second quarterback uh, in Bogan in the second game with the torn ACL. And then Dowling, or Kale Dowling, had to go play defense. So, okay, who do we have left? Shifting people around, Shifting people around. By week four, his first game, 17 for 24, 195 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. And then he played Northfield, and he was 9 for 18, 120. John Marshall, his third game where he had three touchdowns, no interceptions, 218 yards, 20 for 25, and then things got a little rockier, right? The, the competition went up. It's in the article. Five of the last six teams they played had a combined winning percentage of 756. So he played really good teams, some zone defenses that are just really tough. He was playing in bad weather. But I think my point with, with Ginsky is this. What is he going to look like with an entire offseason to absorb the playbook because last year, he never had the full thing at his disposal. You and I were seeing that. They were literally cutting the field in half. They'd roll him out, give him one option. If it's not the- there, just run. And it was there a lot. He, he showed his ceiling. And if that's just his oh. ceiling, they'll be fine with that. But he's grown. Was told he's 5'11 and 3 quarters, so he's 6 feet tall. 3 quarters? He told me 3 quarters. Okay. So I'd say I'm going to list, list you 6 okay. uh, and But anyways... I'll let you get to your point. He has a full off season now, and he's looked, from what I understand, I haven't seen him on 7-on-7, seven seven, but has looked really good. And, okay, he's going to take a step forward. It just, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Well, what kind of step? Right. So I think Jacob Ginsky, it, 
this year he's in a position where he can still develop and has guys around him that he doesn't have to carry the whole load. But guess that, what? He's going to have to take a, a step forward or carry more of the load. And he knows he that. will. He will. Yeah. And I and I feel a hundred percent confident in that. What I wanted to get to was is what made, in my opinion, this is my opinion only, what made and helped him Ginsky was Nick Williams. Just because yes. of him being that wide receiver and hey, put it in my vicinity. Chips. Who's gonna be that person to just say, hey man, rely on me. And there was time for Ginsky at the end of the year that he trusted Nick. Right. And it took a while to build that. He's that guy that yeah. you could just he came back in, and he's like, you yeah. lean on him, right? And is there that security blanket that he can just, I need a pass. I, I need know. I need something right and, now. And that's why I think your point was great. But you know, if you think about it, Hullo Peter that's his classmate, too. And there you go. That's so that helps. They played we didn't together. Paul right. Peter was, he racked up the numbers on B-score. Right. He's dominated every level. Yeah. I think he could be that guy, but we'll see. And and I think that you draw you can draw a line between Ginsky and the receivers, and I think the receivers are going to get better because Ginsky is better, and I think Ginsky will get better because the rece- it all works together. Well, we got 14 days, and they're you know they're figuring things out they right now, are. and they're probably at home you know diagnosing plays right now, and even in 14 days you can figure out a lot you know, mm-hmm. and, and they've what had two weeks training already. I don't know, is it uh, two weeks? One week, one, one week, week already. Week. Yep. So they've had the tutelage of uh, Jeff. Hey, maybe go here on this particular whatever you know. And they've had I mean, the seven on so, seven in the off season team camps. That all builds up to to week one, where you know you often talk to the coaches. How does it feel to be out here? And it does feel good, but it's like it almost feels like we've it's a been slow burn, right? They had the team camps, yeah. And seven on seven, and then uh, eligibles can go out and practice. But you know, everyone's happy that football's back. There you go. My points: building depth behind Grems, finding a replacement for Shermer uh, and Ginsey's development. Uh, Dan years, you know, like we said, the defense, the juniors, and, and, and finding a wide receiver one. What we'll do now is we are going to take a little break. We will be back next. We're going to flip a coin. I think that we got to go find a coin. That's why we're taking a break. We'll be back. We do have a shortage. For the last, <laughs> that's right. We'll be, for the last segment here, we're going to go through who replaces who, some of the big names that are gone, and then our breakout players. And we're still got to go through the schedule, folks. Yeah, we've got so a lot. Yeah. Please stick around. A lot more to come. We're going to go find a uh, coin. Uh, and then we'll be right back. Well, hey, welcome back. We found a quarter. We, I have a nice fresh glass of water. And is it treated? Is the water treated? I I don't know. Treated with what? Filtered. Excuse oh, filtered. Me. Yeah, it's excuse filtered. me. Yeah, I would hope so. It came Not from treated. your fridge. <laughs> I don't drink chlorine with okay. water. Okay. Well, some people do. So, well, you never know. But as we teased, we are just going to go through Owatana's schedule. Okay, we're not going to spend 10 minutes on each team, but I think it's very important uh, at this juncture in the season. If anything, it's fun, all right, to see where teams line up on the schedule. If you didn't know already, it's the same sequence as teams last year. It is just going to be the sites are flipped, all right? I'm going to go through. They are. It's going to go home away, home away, folks. So I'm just going to run it down. Mayo home at Century West. Austin, Northfield, JM, New Prague, Casson. So the teams you'll see here at home are Mayo in week one, West in week three, Northfield week five, New Prague in week seven. I think the best place to start, Dan, is week one. It's the rematch with Rochester. Two years ago, Owatonna defeated Mayo in week one and beat them in the section title game in that one-game playoff thing in the COVID year. Last year... In a far more competitive game, in the second game, 
Mayo saw the real Owatonna team that second game. And that's what we both Remember, thought. Grant Octokirk did not play that first game. Connor Grimes got injured in the first quarter, and Glassmaker uh, was injured in the third quarter. They won that game 58-31, and then obviously they won that section title instant classic 38-33. They're going to match up in 14 days from today at September 2nd at home, the final home opener ever at the OHS Stadium. So. Yeah. Dan, there's a lot of thoughts on this game. Distill them down, but this should be a fun game. I like it being at home, John. It's uh, a tier one opponent. Yeah, I like it being at home, and I also like just all the buildup. I mean, it's going to be a packed house. Last game on on the on the natural grass, and you talk about Last it. Last home opener. Excuse me, home opener on the grass, and and boy, there's just something about nat- you know everybody's turf, mm-hmm. but the grass field and it looks so nice, and it, it's a beautiful stadium, and I can remember playing there. I mean. Wow, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right go now. Go online and read and the just article. read that article. There's yeah. so many ways John d- describes it, but I mean, not knowing a lot about Mayo right now, and uh, yeah, that's on you. you. So <laughs> they graduated their Bennett Ellsworth, their quarterback, third all time in yards. He's gone. Caden Holcomb going to Winona State, their all time leading receiver, one of their best defensive players ever. He is also gone. Noah Smith, their thousand yard back slash inside linebacker, he's gone. They lost nine all-district kids, but they bring back four of them. Two of them are juniors, and then one of them is Carter Holcomb, the younger. They just Carter Holcomb's be. amazing junior. He's like one of the top college recruits. They've got James uh, Mankaka is his name. His brother plays for Clemson. So they've got athletes on this Spartan team, and I look through. They're big. Yeah. They've got all their size back. And they also have a, uh, their head coach, too. Yeah, uh, well, the, he's Holcomb, very, yeah, Donnie Holcomb. Holcomb. But very um, smart. And well I kind of like the the matchup now, just because it's kind of a chess match. You could kind of see it, uh, yeah. even the first game where Owatonna's making a little comeback. You could just see the chess match between both sides yeah. and both coaches kind of figuring things out. In that section title game, that was a slugfest. Oh, I loved I mean, it. Owatonna was down, then they were up big, and then they uh, were yeah. down, and mm-hmm. then they were up with seven minutes left, and then Mayo got the crazy one-handed catch which set up the which buyer man he's gonna intercept that ball I, i'll say that to this day if if Caden holcomb was anybody else otana probably wins that game because he's the one kid that can make that catch but i digress otana was leading late and then uh the catch by holcomb was set up the touchdown and then otana got it back got to the 15 yard line right and then we all know you know what happened there but i think it's gonna be a fun game and it's just amplified by the fact that it's the home opener the last one it's my 10th season the first game I ever covered, ironically, was against Mayo at home in week one. So this is your 10th season, yeah. and Roy's going on, what, 20? 31, I 31. Like that. Wow, I, I unbelievable. Be, yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it just so, so many big, things. Big week really, one. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, i got to say this now. Mayo is, is not as powerful as they were last year, but they will absolutely be in the district hunt, 100%. And Mayo always somehow... They come up they with kids. these. They have kids, and they always have a good quarterback they somehow. Do. You know, they I mean, just do. even I think, randomly yeah. thinking. You know, they always do. There's always, always got a good kid who can sling the ball. I mean, it, so that'll be fun. I think Owatonna Mayo Week One, uh, second game at Century. I want to pretend like Century is the funnest place to play. It just kind of is a stadium with. It's kind of there. Just there. I mean, the band's cool. Big junior class. I remember last year, 21 sophomores. Last year, uh, listed on the Century roster. So. You know, they had a kid last year, this Wills kid, uh, incoming junior, was uh, all district last year as a sophomore, big, big, strong receiver. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be a, a much of an issue. I, I don't, you, you never know. know. What do I know? is a tricky team. I right. mean, they were the team in 2000, 
Oh, that would have been 2019 or 2000, yeah, 2019. They beat uh, Mankato West 35-14. So that was, a, I that was the, one of the only double-digit losses for Mankato West in the last 20 years. And, and Century always gave Owatonna a ton of trouble. They even gave him trouble last year. Well, I you just remember uh, one game they had this this running back, and it was probably – I think I was living in Kansas City and kind of paying attention. Yeah. And he was supposed to do be so oh, good. Oh, Huber, Isaiah Huber. Yeah, and, and Owatonna just shut him down. Yeah, I think yeah. he literally had 50 – I was following on Twitter, following – and it was just fun. And they I don't do have I that think, kid this year. They, no. they really don't, to be honest. But, again, they're, they're tricky. They're a step above some of the teams that are truly rebuilding, but, you know, they're lacking a little size and all that. But next game, uh, Mankato West, that's a big one. I mean, you've got this thing, this just like last year, and it is home against West – of the 22 starters on the state championship team last year for West, 19 graduated, but, but stacked junior class. And that's what they're saying, reading the paper, the free press, I get that here. And, Man, boy, yeah, just, just a up. really good coaching staff. And oh, I remember, John, we I drove game. with you because we didn't live cast the game there, and I just drove to watch, and, boy, they just were so good. But you get them on your own mm-hmm. you know, territory, basically, Mankato West is as stable of a program as there is, but there is an adjustment when you have to replace try 19 to, starters. Right. Good luck. They try to replace, what, a couple really good D2, oh. maybe high D1. They had Ryan uh, Haley going to Brown. Right. They had, I mean, they just had so many kids that they had universal size. Makai Collins is going D1 for football. They had a Mr. Football finalist well, in Ryan Haley who's going to Brown. When we played up there, and I say we, <laughs> yeah, you're. Weak. I'm gonna say we. Look at your shirt. Yeah, so I do. Football, I man. put one on. I, I yeah. going there. We were, we were so hurt. You know, yeah. half of our guys. Yeah, were on it, Grant. And that was his we first game back. We just kind of trying to figure but, out. Yeah, he, his first game Grant back. Was, was trying to figure it out. Play. No, Gr- Dowling had to start that game because they weren't gonna throw Ginsky. No, that yeah, and, and that's that what it was. Yeah. Just kind of a throwaway. Dowling and, took one for the team. And they oh. By the way, Mankato West won, wins the state title, yeah. so really good team. So yeah, but it's here in Oton. That's going to be fun. That senior class that's gone, thank God for uh, <laughs> West, did not lose a game. Their junior very senior special, years. special, special team. group. Oton and Mankato West have combined for five state titles in the last eleven years. Mankato West, they've got everything lined up. They probably would have to be the preseason favorite. They will not blow everyone away like last year. It's just. It's impossible just because of how great that senior class is. It's a numbers thing, right? But they have a stacked, ultra-stacked junior class. Seniors, they have two all-district guys coming back. One of them was honorable mention. They have a bunch of seniors now that could have played on a lot of teams. Right. But we're behind an all-time class. Right. So to the other side of the spectrum, at Austin. Remember the Saturday game? Yeah. Man? It was such a seven perfect seven, And yeah. they had that um, their white uniforms. I really just like those. That's that red big no- kids. I really like, yeah, how big they were. And I don't know much about I'm not going to act like I know much about Austin. But I, I do. I did like the way they came in. But things really clicked last year against Austin. And I think that, uh, that was a team had a point. really nice game. Yeah. And it was that Saturday afternoon. It just had a, weird, a really nice vibe at the stadium, yeah. too. You Beautiful know what I mean? Yeah, it was photos. so nice. And yeah. it wasn't over, you know, too hot. But, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll just wait and see. And we'll, I think we'll live cast that. Scott's working on all that. But then we'll be, you know, on the road, we'll be on the radio. Yeah, talk to me. Oh, so you'll be so, on the road every game for sure the on radio, the radio, yeah. but maybe not with the video. So here's the thing. Live will have a presence. Oh, Live will, you know, video feed and whatnot. I believe just not in maybe one or two of the Rochester games just because Scott's working on all that, and he's a genius, so he'll do with that, we right? We let him go behind the scenes. He's, yeah, he's, he's the big dog <laughs> back there. But So I think we are, but we just have to kind of wait and see. But 
it's going to be fun to be on the road and see how. Yeah, I don't. You haven't been to Austin yet. It's, I have It's a cool little. Uh, they put turf on there five, seven, eight years ago. So they gave Owatonna some hell. Some of their best teams. I think the year in 2013, Austin scored the most points against that Owatonna team of 26 points against. They're they're plucky, but I, I expect to move on from that no, yeah. pretty quickly. These next two we can kind of lump together. Northfield at home and then at JM. Two teams right about the same level. Northfield, they are in the second year of their coach, Coach Yule, who used to be at Owatonna. I think having him there for a second year, he they used his style to his uh, schemes. I think that's going to help. They don't have a lot of guys back. Uh, and then JM, Kyle Riggett is their new head coach. Breath of fresh air in the program. They've got some really raw and talented juniors. Very unrefined. But Kyle Riggett is a former player at Minnesota Mankato. I'm going to put two things out there. I yeah. like that Northfield quarterback. And then that uh, John Marshall, our brother-in-law, works there and says yep. that this guy is uh, Riggett, the new coach, head coach. Yeah. And, uh, boy, you know, John Marshall, John, I can just remember growing up thinking, boy, Remember those big guys for John Marshall? I was looking back. They yeah. went to state a lot in the yeah. 90s, early 2000s. They, the precedent is there for yeah. JM to do well. Just real fun. Like You just yeah. think JM, and you're like, so you just want him to have a good yeah. experience Kyle coaching. Riggett, and I don't even know him, but it, he's here, just... Here he's a great guy. He's yeah. got some things to work with. JM's got some, for whatever it's worth, they have some kids that are ranked in the top 20 for college recruits for the junior class just based superficially on their measurables. Right. They're tall, they're strong. Some of them played last year. The numbers didn't show that they're quite ready last year, but transition year for JM. But again, we'll see. Never easy to go against a 5A team that's technically larger you than enrollment. So that's a week six. And then the last two we can kind of lump together. Week seven, this will be interesting. Home against New Prague, and then they're at Casson. But starting with New Prague, we all know what happened. The Hotana was on a roll, peaking, looking great. They go on the road, and... I think their zone concepts, for understandably, threw Ginsky off. He, he struggled. They didn't convert before halftime. That would have helped, but just flat. And uh, they that's have a good kid. way to say it. Flat. Yeah. You, you know, just things just didn't go their way. Even I think there was like a random fumble that was like, oh man, that and had to happen. Or, and, yeah, uh, it'll be here in Owatonna yes. where it was up there. Yep. So I think that's going to play big. But at Cass in Manorville. That's kind of odd. Yeah. A big school going down to what I still consider a small school, and, you're, and yeah. they're they're still good. But it's just funny to think that Owatonna is going to play <laughs> at Casson Manorville. Fun stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's but just no, funny right. to think about. It's, it's weird. I still, when they first played JM at their stadium four years ago, three years ago, I, thought, I was in your position. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. They're the HBL. They're right. Cotter. I played them twenty years ago. Yeah, and they had yeah. three hundred kids at their school. Now it's almost tripled that size. And we all know what happened last year. They made it to the Prep Bowl for 4A, and Owatonna and Cassidy had an epic game last year. I think that really, really, oh, that really benefited fun. Owatonna and honestly propelled them into the playoffs. They beat Northfield in the first game and then could have beaten Mayo in that second game. I think nobody expected Owatonna perhaps to win that game because they're short week after getting blown up by New Prague. It's always kind of weird because the playoff seeds had been set. It's against a non-class, non-section NBA weekend. But you can't sleep on Cassidy. They've got that recent trip going to the Gophers. 6'6", 330 pounds. Just looks like a Big Ten player right now. Look at the game last year, and it was pouring rain. Nothing was going. I mean, throw everything out, right? 
Yeah. I mean, you're not going to have a big play. I just remember Octokirk breaking through for a touchdown. I think he scampered oh, you're 30 right. years. But no, you're I mean, 100%. take away all the rain, take away the aspect, yeah. and now you're going to be on turf in Cass yes. and Manorville. I'm not going to sit here and predict the score, but I think it's no. just going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun game. That's a good program. That's a good crossover game to have against again a team that made it a Class 4A prep bowl last year before losing to Hutchinson. But yeah, that's their schedule. I'll go through one last time, and then we're going to move on for the last segment here. Home against Mayo at Century. Home against West at Austin. Home against Northfield at JM. And then week seven and eight we are. Home against New Prague and then at Casson. Some things to note here. All games are Friday except for weeks 7 and 8. Week 7 is on a Thursday, October 13th. Happy birthday to me. And then Wednesday, the 19th, is at Casson. So again, everything's Friday. No Saturday games this year except for week 7. That's on a Thursday. And then obviously, as always, week excuse me, week 8 is on a Wednesday. So that's your schedule. I think I'm glad we did that. It just kind of paints a very broad picture of the season, what to expect. Again, same sequence of teams, sites are flipped. Moving on. Section I just wanted to go through as, as Dan kind of starts checking things for his who he's going to think of as junior breakout player, senior breakout player, and team MVP. Who replaces who from last year? We can't forget about the guys. I hope this program and who are going to be the names that step in. Big name right away. Grant Octokirk, he's gone. He's at University of St. Thomas. Who's going to be the name? It's going to be Drew Kretlow. Drew Kretlow is going to be the guy to take. Drew started last year. He was all district, but he's going to take on that role, and he said as much the other day. So Grant Octokirk, I think Drew Kretlow can absorb that. Lane Wagner, a name that is gone. Uh, who's going to take Lane Wagner's spot? Starter in the defensive backfield, vacated. Noel Wellnitz is a candidate, incoming senior, had a kick return touchdown against Casson. He'll maintain those kick return duties. From what I hear, he's looking really good in the secondary in the preseason. Again, nobody's told me he's starting. I think he has an opportunity to take that Lane Wagner role as a kid very similarly and have a big year as a senior. Leading rusher last year, Dylan May is 950 yards. Who's going to be the guy? Connor Grubbs. We've talked about him. He's going to be the name. In fact, you could argue that Oatana retained their best pure ball carrier. Love Connor Grubbs. Wide receiver, WR1, that guy out on out wide, right? Nick Williams was last year. If I had to make a prediction, I'd say it's Caleb Hullapeter right now. That's if you had to give me a name. I think that's who can do it. He can fill that role. And then finally, on the defensive line, Eli Spurgeon, uh, all-district lineman Spurgeon. last year. Spurgeon. Boy, like oh, he was so important. Who's going to be the guy? I think it could be Grant Lauer, a guy that just eats up space in the middle, but, again, he's going to be repping at right and left tackle as well. But, again, those are some of the names that are gone, and those are some of the guys that I think are going to step up and kind of take their role. Anything on that, Dan, that you think? No, I like I, yeah. I like everything you said. I no, I, I really like it. Obviously, Grems, Kretlow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't go wrong I, there. I would love if they had an, another kid that was as good as him or that could fill that running back one and put Gremsey on defense. I would like that, too. T- yeah. Think of that linebacker combo. But linebacker at Owatonna, it's like linebacker high school. Every year, they're well, just churning these guys out. That's the thing. You think about the all, a lot of these other high schools, they may have one really mm-hmm. good. This is a special program, right? You have so many options, oh, it is. and at other programs, 
they're usually playing offense and they're usually like a quarterback or you know, yeah, something there, of that nature. Yeah, there's a lot of two-way players in the district that I did not expect. Yeah. Know, and, and Owatonna had to do it last year a little bit more. But they still, if they can, they will shade that guys one to one side. That, yeah, and, and yeah, you just look like at Owen Byer. He's not yeah. playing offense. No, and he probably could. You could, I obviously. Mean, yeah. No, I like. I've always loved that philosophy of the guys that play both ways. Jeff calls them one and a half way starters. Last year, Shermer was one of them. Another one last year, Spurgeon was one where they had to play both ways. But yeah, okay. Now it's pretty straightforward. Uh, breakout players, junior, senior, and then who we think is going to be the team MVP. And I'll give you a sleeper at the end too. But who who do I think is going to be the junior breakout player? And this is really I don't know. I didn't do any preparation for this or, or anything like that. I think I really do. It's going to be Caleb Hollapeter. I think last year he got his first career touchdown out of the way. Got a taste. He got a taste. You're absolutely right. If you haven't gathered, I think he's right. Well, you like him. I yeah. like him a lot. Yeah. You like him. And uh, Who are your junior? Who's your guy? Junior, Junior-wise, John, I, I just want uh, Grant Lauer to have a really good season. There you go. John, I love I, that. I really man. want Grant Lauer yes. to have a really good season. You know, the fact that he got in the weight room and said, I, I'm so dedicated to football, I'm going to lose some of this weight, right. and I'm still 270 pounds, and just he, he's – Focused, from what I can tell, I like that pick as a junior breakout kid because he's put himself in position. He, he's in to a really a nice job. position. Yeah, coaches notice that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, and I and I could just mm-hmm. look back last year yep. and he just really absorbed that information. So I really want I want him to do well. A breakout player to me is a kid that did not make all district last year. My senior breakout guy is going to be Noah Wellnitz. I think there's an opportunity for him to seize a starting position immediately and take on that Lane Wagner type role or some other kids that have played in the system. Miller, a couple of years ago, comes out as a senior and just, especially, it always seems to happen in the defensive backfield. It just takes a little longer. You're sitting behind guys. Oatan is always deep in the defensive backfield. And I think he is going to be a breakout player that saw sparing. He did see some time on defense last year. He's going to be that kick returner. But yeah, and I think it's going to be no wellness. For my uh, senior breakout guy, John, I'm gonna go uh, Anderson, Ethan Anderson. Yes, I want him. I, I, Actually, I really can I? Like I want to steal that. You pick. want? You want to reverse it? No, that's it a now? great pick. You want to reverse it? I could have went uh, Walter. I could have went Vic. You know, on the offensive side, yep. he just plays so well. Yeah, you know, and you've seen him oh, live. He in looks pads. so good. And I just, what do you say? Like, okay, he's reliable. He's just there. And I know I use that a lot, but he, for a high school kid to just be that dude mm-hmm. that you can just rely on, boy. You don't have that everywhere. No, and that's why you know. That's why I kind of don't have a lot of words right well, now. Well, no, to it's say because it's just I, so. No, it's because he's an X factor, right? Right. You go yeah. down the list, and you're like, oh, he's a kind of guy that puts you over the edge. Right. I don't want to say I forgot about him, but last year he was playing both ways. Yeah, a lot. he was. And I, we, I went through my photos the other day. Fifty four is everywhere. Everywhere. Then I go online the day before practice, and I see that it says on his his profile that he's six two, two hundred and twenty pounds. I thought, okay, maybe he. Exaggerate a little, maybe. I go to practice and I, I said, Melch, who is that? He goes, That's Ethan Anderson. Yeah. He was in the weight room more than anybody. Yeah. And last He's year. He's going to big impact. Last year we talked about him and yeah. uh, he just is that staple, like uh, glassmaker again. He's, like, he's that type of. I think Anderson could be that and more. Stay healthy. Right. He's strong. He's a, he ran a sub four, eight in the 40. And whether they're going to put him on defense, offense, or both, such a big. Big just impact, impactful yeah. player. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. My team MVP. Who is going to be team MVP? <sighs> Drew Kretlow. I think he's going to take the role of Octokirk. He's that special of a player. I think he is 
just based on where he is positioned in that defense and based on the linebackers he's going to have to there's good there's going to be a lot of newcomers around him we like Sakura. we think he could lock down a spot but he's hasn't played a varsity game yet right. so i think he team mvp for a number of reasons he's a captain We'll leave it at that. And then there's a name, Drew Henson. How have we not said his oh, name man. yet? Let's I just mean, save a whole segment for him. Yeah. But anyways, who do you think is going to be uh, your team MVP? I'm going to go uh, Gramsci. Grams. Good. John, You're three for three the, as far as I'm concerned. The, the reason being if he get, stays healthy, right, mm-hmm. can focus on offense, boy, he's just oh, going to be I that know. just He, he that reminds dude me of a workhorse. Just, oh, yeah, Bell workhorse, cow. yeah. Yeah. And he's and he does and I don't even know him. I don't think he wants the attention on him at all. He you doesn't. Know what I mean, he, he doesn't want, want anything to do with it. And that's yep. just reading his body language. Even yeah, last absolutely. year, I, I really think he's gonna. And I want him to. He's there's not kid. a kid on the team that I don't want to do well. But I, I that's that's my pick. He has the skill to do it. It's yeah. All there. Oh yeah. And remember his his summer. If you didn't read the article, included trips to South Dakota State. Um, oh, he, everywhere. Everywhere. D2 schools all over him, and it's because of his measurables. It's because of his strength. He's a, You see him. He's 5'9", just built of muscle, 205 pounds. And, again, he's track-style speed. And, and so John, you, can yeah. I say where I want him to go? Either Mankato or Winona. That's my pick. I think he's, I, 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 and wherever I, he goes, I'm going to be supporting him. Trust me. There you go. That's a great pick. I think we all did pretty solid. Well done. Okay. Well, we've. it all leads to this. Dan, do you understand the rules of this little draft here? Or should I explain them again just for the people listening? If you've stuck I around, do. If, you've so stuck around gotta, if we get the first, you yes. pretty much want the first pick. Well, you do, like it's any other draft. So I'm going to flip this this coin here. What state is on there? I can't even read it. It's a little dark here. It's pushing 10 o'clock. Can't read the state. Now, New Hampshire. This New Hampshire quarter in it's going to be you'll pick heads or tails. So these are predetermined uh, win loss. Yes, That's so why you'll it's say so important. If you get and we'll I'll guide you through this. But basically, we're going to pick what we think their record is going to be. And obviously, I didn't put 0 and 8 on there because they're not going to be 0 and 8. They're not going to be 1 and 7, right? So there's an options. The records I put no, out. No, this is cool. I like yeah. it. So and the winner at the end is going to get a Kit Kat bar apparently. Kit Kat bar so or up in the air. We don't know. We don't know. We've got a whole season to decide what the winner will get, but it's a, a record draft. And what I call it, I saw I see the first annual and maybe only ever Owatonna football record projection fantasy snake draft. There you go. Isn't that perfect? Yeah, that's marketing? awesome. That's okay, awesome. Heads or tails? Heads. No, that's not a good Not a good flip. Terrible flip. Terrible flip. Alright. Alright, what'd you say? Heads. It is a heads. Oh boy. You're, you get the first pick. Let me I, let me do this first to fill out. So again, it's a snake draft, so it's gonna go. Dan, and then it's gonna go. And now you have two picks. Yeah, I now. do, John. So that it lines up nice John. for you. John, okay, and go ahead. Who, what do you have? Eight and zero, John. You're gonna pick eight and zero. So I, I, I will yeah. take this right here on my Excel document. I will slide it over to you. You have eight and zero. Uh, okay, I have the second pick. Okay, so all of these are gonna be. I would love to know if anybody has ever done this before because I, this is really cool. Yeah, hold on. Now I wanna. Yeah, I already have mine filled up with the basic pen and paper. Okay. And my first pick, uh, I think, oh boy, I don't know if I want to leave one out there for you to snipe. To snipe up, hmm. yeah. Let me think. I think they're going to 7 and 1. I'll take 7 and 1. All right, I'll take 7 and 1. Okay, I get another one. Just to be safe. Golly. See, this is, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, because, I like it. I like this. Yeah. Um, just to be safe, I'm going to do, I'm going to do 5 and 3. So I've got seven and one. Yeah, five those are three. good picks there at the two and three. J- so J- now you've w got four and, and five. One. Four and five. 
And now I have four and five. Here's, here's what's left. You've got six and two, four and four, three and five, or two and six. The oh, question boy. basically is what is more probable in your mind? Let's go with the number four pick at uh, four and four. So you're going to take four and four, all right? So that goes there, and then you get another one right away, another pick. Then I'll have to. Do, I'll just have to take the three and five then. Three and five. Yeah. I'll take six and two. I don't know how you left that on the board. Oh, I thought you already had that. Oh my! Do you want? I do you want? No, you can. No, do you? I I, do you want six and two? I do want that. Okay, because so I let's don't go back. We can I, do this. That's fine. I don't want to steal it. So. So I'm going to go six and two and on and my number four. Yep. And then, on the number five, I'll go four and four. Obvious. Right, so you've got those good. And then I get two in a row. So he's feeling it out right now. So yeah, this is all live on the air. If you, uh, oh yeah, you probably do hearing. hear the clicking. Uh, I think we filled out one too many slots. You have I, one. You're right. You're left. right. I'm gonna do three and five. Let's just eliminate two and six. They're not gonna go two and six. No. So let's see. Let's review here. If you didn't get lost and confused, that actually was kind of cool to be honest. You picked first. You went with eight and zero. Yep. All right. So you have eight and zero. Four and four, six and two. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I have seven and one, five and three, three and five. So if they finish eight and zero, oh, four and four, or six and two, you're the winner and you get the Kit Kat bar. If they finish seven and one, five and three, or three and five, I'm the winner. Personally, I like your list a little better. I do like my list. Do I, I think, see four losses? Uh, I mean, you have five. I don't see that happening. Yeah. But hey. Hey, you never know. If if that's the thing, if Otani goes three and five, I at least get a Kit Kat bar. Yeah, you'll get a Kit right? Kat bar. <laughs> Again, these at are least. not our projections. These are just a fun it's little game. It's just a fun little that's game. That's cool. That's all it is. I really like that. That is awesome. I don't know. You know, I just thought about that the other day and pat myself on the back. But wow. I want to wrap this whole thing up by Drew Henson, all right? I talk about him a lot on podcasts, but busy off season, we all know. He is probably the most dangerous singular weapon at his position in the state, number one kicker in the state, went to the Badgers, went to the Gophers. He's kind of uh, a big deal in, yeah, the, in, in big, the kicking yeah. world. He's 6'5", too. He is, he's think legit. About that. Seriously. 6'5". Yeah. Yeah, him and Justin Gleason, two tallest guys. Yeah, very tall. And boy... And they how, like that in college, how too. How long of a... I think I saw him hit a 45-yarder last year. Am he, had, he, no, he was two for two on 40 or... Or uh, more. Or more. I so I don't remember if it was... 45, 49, I don't remember, but I do know in practice he's hitting over 50 yards. Oh, yeah. And and I said this, and I said this to his dad, and it's in the article. It's going to be very difficult to replicate his numbers last year. It's He was 9 for 10 on field goals, 29 for 31 on extra points, especially that field goal thing. 9 for 10? Well, I mean, college guys, NFL guys are lucky to have that percentage. Yeah. I think Drew has to come in understanding he's still going to have a successful year if he goes 11 for 16 or something like that, right? Right. You're not going to hit 90%. No. But he's been busy in the offseason. If there's somebody who can do it, it's him. It would have to be perfect. He's that He's that weapon that everybody wants, and oh. Otana has him. I mean, he's, he literally well, he was a game difference changer, maker a in game the flipper. Kansas. Uh, excuse me, not Kansas. Casting the casting game. And uh, Garrett, I got an opportunity to meet him. What a great guy. Great guy. Great guy. I met him in Northfield. <laughs> yeah, that when you and, were crunched uh, up under I that. I was crunched thought. up under it. It was raining. Ugh. And boy, just a nice fella. That might have been the best part of your night because that was a miserable. I it mean, was. All the time it did win. They did win. It was and, cold and. And, and, and Drew hit, a, hit yeah. a deep field goal that I think yeah. landed somewhere in the concessions. And then his brother, too, Sam. Is at uh, Concordia. Concordia. And he's yeah, one of the top. Really good kickers. So well, that's, he went to the top 100 kicking camp or 
invite or something in the summer, and he was with all of the kickers from Alabama, Oregon, and he was out kicking all those guys. Unbelievable. The thing is with him, and Carter McCauley's another one, and he went to Winona State, broke all their kicking records. Uh, Drew is going to be a D1 kicker. They take pride in fostering that position and the legacy. It, it, the it legacy. is. It's like linebacker, anything else. And now he's a game changing asset because he kicks those field goals. He's going to net points for you where other teams are either going for it or punting, or probably going for it, right? And the touchbacks. How many touchbacks? Yeah. It's and that's just, what. Last year, I know it was on repeat, but... But that's all right. You make it a long... That's how automatic he was. You know what I mean? For their offense going, how many times... And then you had that defense last year. So, yeah, Drew, I mean, what do you say about him? I'm glad we we at least brought him up. Yeah. Wow, that was fun. I think we did it pretty well. Don't forget, OwatonnaFootball.com. When you are listening to this, I'm not sure when it's going to come out, but it's going to be before the scrimmages. Yeah, let's shout that out. Saturday, a week from what? Is that today? A week from today? is Next Saturday, right? today's Friday. Oh, yeah. So eight days from now, Owatonna is in Prior Lake, probably the best team in the state. they got a kid on the offensive line going to the Gophers, a kid on the defensive line going to the Gophers. Someone is in the top ten at every single position for college recruits in the senior class for Prior Lake. They're stacked. How much Owatonna is going to want to expose their guys to that? I don't know. That's eight days from now. And what is what are they in uh, class six A? Okay, six yeah, A. Yeah. Just don't worry about that. And then they're also going to scrimmage some other six A teams. But again, health and staying focused is is big. You don't want to lose a guy right. at scrimmage. So, anyways, physically imposing is what Prior Lake will be. But the voice of the Huskies, Roy and Dan, they're going to team up. Owatonna Live, K O W Z one hundred point nine. Cows, right? Cows, yep. cows country, and then. It, when you're listening to this, go to OwatonnaFootball.com. Something new is going to be up there. I can tell you this season preview content online is going to be two parts, four sections. It's long. It's going to have everything. It's going to be your guide to the football team. Game notes are going to be coming up soon. Trevor Shermer Q&A profile. And then obviously memories and moments, and that will be every single week. Yeah, so those are fun. OwatonnaFootball.com. That's all I got to say. Check it out. Owatonna Live. Dan, anything else? No, I just think it's a, uh, it's going to be great. I mean, I am so excited yeah. and ready. And like I said in the beginning, I have no idea what's happening in the NFL world. Don't <laughs> care. I love this, the high school deal. And I really, what a great bunch of kids, you know, to really support. Get out it there is. and just support. Tell your friends, tell your family on Friday night, whatever. Get out and support. And go get a Husky shirt and wear it. And that's the thing, and I'll end with this, is that I'll bring it up for the fourth time. If you want to root for the Huskies, I can tell you you should. Talking to those captains the other day, all of them, their head is on straight. They're captains for a reason. And a kid like Trevor Shermer, they he's not playing this year, but guess what? Trevor is decided to be kind of a player coach. He's going to be at every game. He was at picture day. Not everyone would do that. And I do want to bring that up, even off the field. Band, they have excellent band. The cheerleaders are spot on. Like Everything is just a little bit more... Yes, it's, it's just, got the Owatonna it's got, zest. You know what I mean? Yes. Some some people don't have that stuff, no. so it's really cool. Last season at the OHS Stadium. Okay, I am going to wrap this up now, I promise. John Wisebrode, the former OBP John, for Dan of Owatonna Live. We're going to sign off. This has been the Owatonna Football Podcast. Until next time. We look pretty good out there.